so vain. I'm pretty sure this song is about me. I'm so vain. Don't you think this song is about me? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. My name is Joe Batance. I'm the host of the show called This Joe Batance. This comes from a saying that I guess I say a lot where I'm usually when I'm angry with, not angry, but annoyed with somebody. Like, this Joe Batance. I don't really say it as much as I used to. But no, I say it every day because I say it's this Joe Batance right here on Afterthought Media. Like I said at the top of the show, today is Monday, June 1st, 2020. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am the host of this Joe Batanz. And I gotta tell you, this is probably one of the latest times I've ever recorded the show. It's 11 o'clock. So it's, we only have an hour left in June 1st. But, um, been, uh, well, both an eventful day and not an eventful day. Uh, we recorded a bunch of shows, we recorded two shows today. Uh, the Rumor Mill and Fat Camp for the exclusive tier, and also this Joe Batanz. I'm doing three shows today. But uh, mostly, I'll be honest with you, uh, I was trying to take it easy today, because as you know, and I made it well aware, I had a big-time back pain problem last week. And uh, to the point where I had to get a doctor involved, and he prescribed me some medication. And a couple of days ago, it's on Saturday... Yeah, it was the day we did Drag Race Recap. I woke up and I was like, you know what? I feel pretty good. I wasn't 100%, but I was 80% better? Something like that, right? And so after Drag Race Recap, I'm like, oh, look at this. I'm I'm 80% better. And I don't think I paid attention. I don't think I listened to my back. Also, I do think, and I think I mentioned this yesterday with Mike Lawson when I was talking about the drama in my family. And that my did I mention on there? My yeah, I did. My brother sent the wrong amount. I got that text message during dinner, uh, and I think my whole I think my muscles tightened up. So I think stress is a big part of it. And so uh, yesterday I woke up and I was like, not back to square one, but back in pain again. But today I'm where I was on Saturday. I, I medicated with ibuprofen and Flexerol. And I've been very adamant about that even today. And uh, we'll keep on it. And I think we're getting there. We're getting better. But anyway, today, I didn't want to make the same mistakes that I made the other day. So I was walking around a bit. Because you, I did learn this. When you have back problems, you have to keep moving. One of the worst things you could do is just lie down forever. Because then your muscle, I wouldn't say atrophies, but it continues to tighten up. You need to keep moving it. Even though it's painful, you need to keep moving it. And, uh, and you know, I have a back brace, you know, which is very silly looking. Uh, but it, look, I will say whenever I'm my sciatica or my back pain is acting up, I put on that back brace and I'm immediately, immediately 40% better, I would say. 40, that's a good number. 40% sounds right. 
uh, where like a, a, it takes away about forty percent of the pain. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's it's sort of worth it, you know. Uh, so what I did a lot of day in between um, uh, walking around and doing things and breakfast and whatnot. I did talk to Adam Vaught today. I did leave in the morning. I did have to go. Today's the day I go check my PO box, and uh, I I used to check it on Sundays. This is we're gonna get into old man. Talk. I used to check my PO box on Sundays, but uh, when uh, the coronavirus quarantine hit, there uh, that I, I, the post office was hit with I think more than one burglary, and a lot of po- uh, post office boxes were damaged. Things were stolen from them. I never got a note saying there was stuff stolen from mine, so I'm gonna assume nothing was stolen. But uh, now whenever it's empty, and it was empty today, I'm always like, hmm, not even junk mail. Well, did someone steal my shit? And uh, and I'm not getting Maggie Crook's junk mail anymore. What's going on here? So uh, I did that. I went to the post office. Nothing was in the P.O. box. And then I came home. And um, But uh, a lot of it was spent playing Animal Crossing. I know a lot of you, most of you do not, do not care about animal crossing so i won't get into it but just essentially working on my island all day today uh i've given up on the idea of getting a five-star island anytime soon so now i'm like i just want to make an island that i would like to live on fuck the five-star island you know who cares all right so i uh did that but then and then uh let me see that was adam vaught took me all the way till because i talked i had breakfast and then Adam Vaught and I had a particularly long phone call today, and that took me all the way till noon. And then uh, afternoon, I played a little bit of Animal Crossing, and then I had to prep the rumor mill, which that's not super fun to talk about. And then uh, I had to find the music for Fat Camp, which I didn't find till seconds before the show, and it was called Pig Crew Intro, which I... Okay. And, uh, but then Lori and I recorded, um, the rumor mill at 2 p.m. my time. And that was a long one. Look, it's a little, little past three. And then between three and 4.30, I, uh, had some lunch. And, uh, then I, guys, this is what you pay money for. I can't believe this. We're going to get to something right now. I have a topic to talk about. I just want to get through my day first. Remember I told you, you get to listen to a personal journal. So I had some lunch, and then I got ready for room, for fat camp, about kind of the topics I wanted to talk about, got my scale ready, got the music ready, then we did fat camp, then um, I had dinner like almost immediately after fat camp. I know it seems like I had dinner and lunch pretty close together, but oh, no, 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 no. It was fat camp, and then I um, put Animal Crossing, <laughs> and then I had dinner around 7, and... Uh, after that, played Animal Crossing, then talked to an old friend of mine named Garrett, and now here we are. I mean, any time that there's time missing, I can tell you, I was playing Animal Crossing, okay? Again, not going to bore you with the details. Now that we have the ultimate structure of my day, uh, let me talk about kind of what I want to talk about. And it, it came up today on the rumor mill, which you'll, I don't know if you listen to this first or the rumor mill first, but I want to talk about the Black Lives Matter situation. Lori said something on there, and I mentioned this. I don't think it's in the actual Fat Camp episode. I think it's in the pre-show. But 
in on the rumor mill, Lori talks about uh, how she was really angry with the looters, but until some guy left a comment on her one of her posts and it educated her, now she was understanding the looters' point of view. And th- this is one of the things that's been troubling me. It's troubled me for a while before all this happened. It has to do with cancel culture. It has to do with um, uh, not just cancel culture, but mob mentality. And um, so, I, I, so, so for the record, I want to state that I am one hundred percent pro Black Lives Matter. But for a long time, this is when the Black Lives Matter uh, movement started. I was just very, I didn't understand, I'll be honest with you, that's the phrase that stuck, but it doesn't doesn't do a good job of selling what Black Lives Matter means, okay? And so I was like, what does that mean, Black Lives Matter? Because, and I think there are some well-intentioned people who are not educated, and I do think the Black Lives Matter movement hasn't done a good job of educating, mostly because it's a very fractious group of people with different intentions and different thought thoughts and different points of view from the person who coined the term. But uh, I, I decided to, I was decided I'm going to find out, I'm going to go to the source and find out what does this mean? What is black? Cause it didn't make any sense. Black lives matter. Uh, and, and when you look at it from that point of view, it, and you don't understand what it means. Then the, then the all lives matter argument makes sense. Okay, hold on for a second. I'm not a I'm not a believer in all lives matter. I think that's bullshit, right? But I think both sides, both sides, don't understand what Black Lives Matter is all about, and this is why you're seeing, you know, for instance. So let's get to the looting. I think it's okay to come out against the looting if you watch a lot of the videos about uh, protesters spraying a cab on walls. And, you know, the looting, the people who are actually behind this movement, seriously, I'm talking about seriously behind the movement, the people who are organizers and whatnot, are not happy about this because they realize the looting is diluting, so to speak, the message. That's not what they wanted. They they realize that the looting and the violence plays into the hands of those who forces who fight against them. Okay. I mean, you can, you can go watch a number of videos where somebody uh, starts to do something or throw a rock or throw something. And, and one of the leaders gets really mad because that's not what this is supposed to be about. This is before we haven't gotten to black lives matter yet. And uh, so, so, so Lori was talking about, and you'll hear it on the room mill. Uh, that uh, and I didn't. I, I didn't say anything on purpose. I didn't have anything to say, but I didn't say anything because I just was going to sound stupid or whatever, or trigger people. And um, that you know, some guy wrote to her and said, "We're mad, and that's why we're looting. We're hurt. This is why we're looting." Blah 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 blah. And so on the beginning, I so she says this on the rumor mills. So you have to hear the rumor mill to hear the whole quote. She reads it, and I didn't. I sat with that for a while. And when I sat with it, I realized, you know, if they were breaking into the stores, and first of all, if they were big chains, the problem is they're they're hitting mom and pop places too. 
So they're not just the guy mentions Target, like Target can replace their stuff. And I'm with you, man. But you're the majority of the time you're breaking into mom and pop liquor stores, mom and pop. They're they're just family businesses. And uh, I don't know how, how I feel about that. And uh, if they were going, but let's take that. Let's take let's put that aside. If they were going in and just destroying everything and leaving it destroyed, I think I could be behind it a little more. I don't know if I necessarily would be, but I could understand the message. But when you're just going in and just taking the shit, taking it, you're not damaging it, you're stealing it, then you're not you're not really with the movement. And uh and 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 you you feed in you feed the narrative that that uh, the right wants now it's been made pretty clear and i'm going to get a little conspiracy theorist here that the people behind the, uh looting are not involved with the people who organized the protests are two different things and instead these people are uh opportunists who realize that they can hide behind the shield of the protest to essentially just rob and steal. You know, I'm sure, look, I'm sure not everything's as cut and dry. I'm sure people get swept up in the moment and then they start looting too. And they're not necessarily part of the organized thing. But I tend to think uh, that it's an organized effort. That has nothing to do with the movement. They couldn't give two shits about Black Lives Matter. They want to get, they want to steal, and do it under the guise uh, using the protest as their own personal human shield. And I think that's despicable. I'll be honest with you. Two, this was a story early on, and it, it and it veers into conspiracy theory, but I don't think it's a, I don't think it's beyond the pale that there are. There is a certain belief, maybe not in Los Angeles, but definitely in the Midwest, that a lot of the looting and more of the egregious, violent moments and the setting fires to buildings and whatnot was not the part of the protesters, but a part of by white nationalists from out of the state who organized this to make... Um, the Black Lives Matter movement, the people with a right with a with a righteous cause, look bad. And uh, by the way, if you think that sounds conspiracy theorist, it's exactly what the Nazis did in Germany uh, to gain power. Is that the Nazi Party uh, burned down the Reichstag, which was the government building, and framed the quote unquote communists. So that it looked like the communists burned down the building and they capitalized on that to take control of the parliament. They ran on that, even though they're the ones that set the fire themselves. And uh, they made it to look the other, make the other movement look bad. And they, got, they used those votes and they whipped up the frenzy of the people to get into the parliament and then ultimately take control of the government. So white nationalists who obviously love the Nazis know about this technique and know that it was done. And so it's not, it's not totally out of the realm of possibility that that's the case. Is that, what ha- is that what's happening everywhere? No. But I think in certain key elements, particularly like uh, Minnesota, there is strong evidence that that is exactly the case. And again, putting it on when you – remember I told you you can look at videos about – 
protesters stopping the violence. There's one video you can find. It's easy to find online where uh, one of the act, the organizers is talking to the media and he catches out of the corner of his eye a person spray painting a cab on the wall. And he leaves the press conference and he says, and he pushes the guy away and says, man, that's not what we're about. And the guy who is white and wearing a mask, see, the white nationals are using the coronavirus and this protest to do dirty work, to cause mischief. And the white guy says to him, I don't, he says, you can go look at the video, something smart back, like, well, this is, you know, my moment, you, you don't run the moment or something, like that. I don't know what it is, right? He says something back to him, but I, there's nothing, there's nothing, I, I totally 100% believe, and I have no evidence other than what I've seen in the video, that guy is a, uh, an activist for the white nationalist movement. I really do. I really do. I don't think I don't. I don't get the sense that that guy, because I feel if you were really part of the moment and one of the black leaders told you, "Hey, man, stop doing that. That's not what we're about. That's not cool." You would back down immediately and apologize. This guy does not back down. He stands up to the black guy and gets in his face. So I, and so that's, that's why I don't believe in the, I don't believe in supporting it. That's, that's sort of the problem with this culture is that like, if you say, Hey, I'm all for protest, but looting is wrong. The people on Reddit lost their fucking shit. Now, I don't know what Manila is saying. I don't know what she's saying. I really did try and listen to what she was saying and it made no sense. Right. George Foley, I believe that is his name was murdered, okay? He was murdered by a police officer and other police officers watched this happen and they were complicit in the murder. And I also believe that um, this is a, a problem that is rampant. I think it needs to be stopped because now what's happening and what's most chilling about this case is now, it used to be, oh, well, if we film the cops, it will be a deterrent. And it's no longer a deterrent. They don't give a shit. I was just telling Adam Vought today about how there's a video that I saw, maybe from a few weeks ago, about a month ago, maybe, I would say, from the LAPD, who uh, were arresting a guy, I believe, for trespassing. Okay. And the neighbor across the street is filming the incident. And um, they're arresting him. Now, the guy is cooperating, okay? The guy is cooperating, but he's mouthing off, okay? So he's cooperating, but he's being very mouthy with the officer and insulting him. And so once the officer has him cuffed, he starts beating the living shit out of this guy. And he doesn't care if the cameras are on. He doesn't care. They don't care. And the protests are necessary because it will not stop. Okay? I don't remember exactly what the Martin Luther King quote is about riot. Let me look it up while I tell you this part about Black Lives Matter. Because I promised it and we only have a couple minutes left. But um, what I will say is... Hold on. I can't do two things at once. You guys know this. Quote, riot. Okay. Uh, The quote is... A riot is the language of the unheard, okay? 
A li- uh, riots do not develop out of thin air, but rather there are certain conditions that exist in our society which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. And that is, oh my god, yes, girl. Um, that is exactly the point, okay? A riot is the language of the unheard, and they are making themselves heard, and they need to be heard. I've had my own, if you go listen to my show, how much I hate the LAPD and their and their thug uh, people who stand up with them, right? The cops are a major problem. There needs to be major reforms. These protests are super important. And Black Lives Matter, uh, I don't think I have time to, to get into it, but really quickly, eh, we'll do it next time. Black Lives Matter. That's the end of this, right? And what that means is if you had a bunch of kids and one of them wasn't eating and he said, Mom, give me some food, you wouldn't say, all the kids need to eat. The kid is screaming, listen to me. And he's not listening. And that's exactly what's happening. Black Lives Matter. We'll talk to you next time. This is Joe Batanz. Speaking for this Joe Batanz right here on Afterthought Media. Thank you.